0: Hey guys, welcome back to PT Snacks Podcast with Casey Hogan. This is your host, Casey. And basically this podcast is meant for physical therapists and physical therapist students who don't really have a whole lot of time to go over current concepts, but you want to make those moves to step forward. So these are designed to be really quick episodes to help you further your practice. And I'm just gonna really quickly go back over the second part of the the neck pain CPG from 2017. Um because I am on my way to the airport and I'm going to be flying out and sitting on a beach somewhere. So this is gonna be really quick, but I'm gonna try and attach the article that I'm talking about to the show notes. so if anything, if you need a review, basically the first half, the first episode, so the one before this was just talking about, hey, like let's briefly talk about the neck pain CPG on what you should be looking for with these neck patients who have neck pain. Um, I guess I shouldn't call them neck patients. Patients who have neck pain and how you are looking into their examination, things that kind of put them in one category versus another. And then this episode is, all right, now what? Now what do we do with these patients? So what I would do is look at the the article. And yes, there's a summary page and it's going to go into how well supported each facet of these treatments are supported by like, let's say level A, level B, that kind of thing. Um, and I'm going to be doing a future episode on like, what exactly does that mean in a CPG or a clinical practice guideline, but go to pages 22 and 23, and it's going to break it out really nice in this chart that if you like charts, it's the one for you. So I am looking at page 23 right now and basically picking up on where we left off in the the first box at the top, component three, where you're trying to determine what stage are these patients in? Is it acute, subacute, or chronic? Because if a condition just happened to somebody, it, it's going to alter your treatment a little bit versus, oh my goodness, they've had this for six months. Um they had this happen during COVID and weren't able to come into the clinic. And oh, now things are opening up a little bit more. And here they are in front of you. That's going to completely alter the way that you treat them. Well, maybe not completely, but it does play into it. So you want to take a look at that by basically how long has that been? So moving on to component four, you can see they have the groups set up in four main boxes. So As a review, we have neck pain with mobility deficits, neck pain with movement coordination impairments, neck pain with headache, and neck pain with radiating pain. And it's really nice. They've broke it out into acute, subacute, chronic, all across the board. So starting with mobility deficits, acute, you've got subacute, and you've got chronic. So what they suggest for your treatment with patients that fit into this category are that if they're acute, Manip their spine. Manip specifically their thoracic and their cervical or use a mobilization. You want to follow it up with range of motion, stretching, isometric, strengthening exercise. And then also like stay active. Don't just guard your neck. Move around um, and do your range of motion and isometric exercise at home. They also say, hey, like strengthen up the cervical, scapula, thoracic. Wow, that is a long word. And upper extremity stretching, strengthening, endurance training, and again, stay active. General fitness training—that's where we're at. Subacute, we're looking at same things in terms of, hey, maybe mobilize or manipulate the cervical spine, or do a thoracic manipulation, and then you're still doing the same cervical scapulo thoracic endurance exercise. Things change a little bit when you get into chronic, so. They still suggest those same three things. Let's get the thoracic spine moving. Let's get the cervical spine moving. Let's work on building up the muscles in those areas. But also, it's been a little bit longer, right? So you might have some other things that have played into it that have altered their ability to get better. So we're looking at, hey, maybe we need to look at neuromuscular exercise, meaning let's work on their coordination, their proprioception. What about postural strengthening? Things, if they've been holding a certain posture or position for a while, other things are going to adapt in that area. And things like stretching, strengthening, endurance exercise, aerobic conditioning, and cognitive affective elements. So, yes, you will probably have to individualize their exercise a little bit more. Probably should be doing that anyways, but hey, like let's stay active. They also mentioned some modalities to dry kneeling, low level laser pulse or high power ultrasound, intermittent mechanical traction, repetitive brain stimulation, TENS and electrical muscle stimulation. So I would take a deeper dive into the article in terms of the levels of evidence assigned to each of these um, and determine, you know, what works best for you, what works best for your patient and how can you mold that together into a good treatment plan for them. And then that's number one. Number two neck pain with movement coordination impairments. So again, you've got acute, subacute, and chronic. But their argument is you're kind of looking at do we expect a prognosis for a quick recovery or a prolonged recovery trajectory. Um, A lot of patients in these groups are, they group in whiplash-associated disorder. And so different patients are going to react differently. So if it's a quick recovery that you're thinking of, you're going to tell them, hey, just stay active. Act as usual. Don't super guard your neck or things like that. You're going to give them a home exercise program with pain-free cervical range of motion and a postural element. And then you want to monitor their progress and try not to put them in a collar. That's just going to prevent them from getting better as quickly. Now, if their prognosis is a prolonged trajectory, you you want to definitely still educate them in terms of activation and counseling, but now you're combining in a little bit more active cervical range of motion, isometric, low load strengthening, and then maybe some manual therapy. So cervical mobilization or manipulation. And they also mentioned physical agents like ice heat and TENS. So in terms of exercise with these subacute patients, aka prolonged recovery. You're also looking at active cervical range of motion, stretching, strengthening endurance, neuromuscular exercise, postural Elements, whatever that means to you, posture elements can be kind of vague, right? So, um, that they go into a little bit more detail in the article, but this is just a brief overview, right? Now, for chronic patients in this category, you're going to have to educate them on their prognosis, on encouragement, reassurance. They've been in this a long time, and chances are they've probably been shunted from one medical profession. To another, and now they've landed in your clinic. So make sure you address that so that you are managing expectations and also like giving them some peace of mind. That's super important with the chronic pain population. Cervical mobilization and individualized progressive exercise is suggested. So you're looking at strengthening up the cervical region, the scapulothoracic region, you strength, endurance, flexibility. Whatever is personalized to that patient that helps them get from where they are to where they want to be. And you may be using cognitive behavioral therapy principles like vestibular rehabilitation, I had neck coordination, and neuromuscular coordination elements, and TENS. Okay, two down, two to go. So neck pain with headache, they basically, in the acute stage, you're going to give them C1, C2 self-snags, subacute. Maybe you're looking at more cervical manipulation, mobilization. Maybe things are a little bit more stuck, but you're still going to give them a C1, C2 self-snag. Chronic, that's different. You're probably going to have to get things moving a little bit more. So, okay, we're looking at moving the cervical and thoracic spine. We're giving them exercises for the cervical and scapulothoracic region, strength endurance, um, things like that, helping them with biofeedback. Make sure, you know, if you've been... Having pain for a while that can kind of just alter how coordinated we are. Not in terms of athletes, of course, but like, hey, what, how are we moving before we had this pain? Can we get back to that? And then combining manual therapy and exercise together. So moving on to neck pain with radiating pain, they pretty much split this down between acute and chronic. So in acute, let's get them. Let's get them exercising. Let's get some blood flow. Can we mobilize and stabilize elements? Um, they mentioned the lo- low-level laser and then possible short-term collar use um, for chronic. We're combining exercise, stretching, strengthening elements, and then manual therapy for cervical and thoracic region. Whether it's mobilization or manipulation, um, you got to educate them on you know participating in what they were doing before, um, just so they're not like one managing their expectations again, like we mentioned, but also. Like, let's get them moving. Blood flow is so important for most people, but especially these patients. And then they mention intermittent traction. So that's just a really brief, quick and dirty, hey, this is a clinical practice guideline for neck pain. Um, Look into it more because, you know, obviously certain elements of these have different levels of evidence that support it than others, but... At the end of the day, make sure that you're combining evidence-based practice with what the patient needs and your expertise, too, so that you're you're basically being helpful to that patient. So let me know if you have any questions. Uh, you can email me at ptsnackspodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com. You can check out the website. That's ptsnackspodcast.com. Um, And I would also love to hear what you guys want to hear about so that I'm able to streamline things a little bit better for you and at the end of the day, just be helpful. That's the main goal of this podcast. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I will be myself at the beach, but until next time.